<laughs> 30 seconds it's all it takes now the folks that just joined us are wondering if we're talking about a texting and driving commercial or just prom night can, can i read this now yes <laughs> welcome to everyone racers a show designed for bagging on your friends <laughs> and the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture it doesn't matter what kind of announcer voice you're using this evening, <laughs> like, what, what kind of a champ or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you drifto hella flush peeps are all right, as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes from the world of low dollar racing. And if you can handle it, Chrissy will give us just the tip. I didn't even read the new stuff. I just did it from memory. Oh, Let me do it again. Whether it's on the spot, we judge hella sweet or but terrible, or we're lucky enough that Chrissy gives us just the tip. We're sure you're going to giggle a little. <laughs> Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mental. Hey, when we are Everyone Racers, thanks for coming back and listening to another Diamond installment of our podcast, episode Absolutely. 60. What, what? I don't get the reference, Mental. What, it's what the that? Diamond Anniversary. 60, 60 is the Diamond Anniversary. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys you are like looking for some sort of weird sci-fi uh, 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 table of uh, elements, and he actually went for something conventional. Uh, see, if I if I had actually bothered to look at this before I read it, I might have changed it to another MGA episode of our podcast. Oh, yeah, you know, well, one day, one day yeah, we will 60. actually we will actually like rehearse or plan together, and then where will you be, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. No, we won't. We start now. We're 60 episodes in. It's not like we should just pick uh, that Security up. codes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. Shut up. So, anyway, why don't we uh, make sure you turn, get your bingo card from the show notes. So you if can you're not driving. Home. That's true. Uh, why don't we start with uh, what we are working on? Uh, we're, we're not going to say what's on some of the things on our bingo card? I think we well, should. It, you can't? Okay, go for card. it. All right, I'm go down. for it. Sure. I got to go first. Yeah, it's your idea. Mine. mine disappeared. Hold on a second. <laughs> I've got to reload. Must I've, reload. I've, well, and I, I think we should just talk about space. the corners. We should only talk about the corners because otherwise yeah, we will away. alter our conversations to to try and corners. Good. All right, I've got the ombre. Ombre. Well, that's a good one. And, and Wartburger as two of my corners. Ooh. So. All right, I got I got mine open now. Okay. I I have rookie team. I got that. Oh, oh, I have wheel bearing. I also have that. <laughs> I didn't. On a corner mental? Yes. The same? Wow. wow. I and I've got, I've got another corner I'm going to get. Uh, National F and Champions, which we probably won't talk about because we are no longer National F and Champions. <laughs> no, no. Actually, you haven't read the notes, uh, and I, I think we might. <laughs> great. Uh, and New Jersey sucks. Okay. That's what I that should be a free space, oh, too. We know that. Yeah, really. Also, mental is drunk. That's a free space. Um, <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, everyone, in the what show you notes, on, there is a Come link. On. Everyone, open up your bingo card. If you get bingo in one row, one direction, or another, or a diagonal, take a snapshot, post it on our Facebook. What am I working on? I am. Yeah. Uh, I could still. I could still smell the campfire on me. I spent the weekend at Cub Scout slash Boy Scout camp, 
and I had a blast of a time. I actually spent the weekend with the Boy Scout troop that my son will join in March, uh, most likely. And we spent it at my favorite camp when I was a kid. And it's down there in in Maryland, right on the Chesapeake Bay. And it is absolutely gorgeous. And, yeah, we did all kinds of stuff like whittling. And only one kid almost cut off his finger. And, <laughs> cool. you know, it was cold as heck. And, I was uh, yeah. Oh, it was really cold here. Yes. Windy. Mentally, you got something? Um, who, when you were in Boy Scouts as a child, who, who yeah. was in Boy <laughs> Scouts with you? You're not uh, allowed to lead the witness. My brother and my uncle. <laughs> no one else? Nicole. No, nah, one no one else. <laughs> nope. No one else I'm going to mention. So uh, I also came home and I, 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 this actually started before, but I have become the small motor killer. Anything with a small motor near me is going to die and it's my fault. So as you remember, a couple weeks ago, I brought home a perfectly functional but a uh, revved too high Chinese version of the CT70. You were like pretty excited about it. Yeah, you, you, showed us, you showed us the carb, the Chinese carb. I, I, I swapped the Chinese carb in and out. won't start. Hmm. Womp, I, I, I mowed the grass about a weekend ago, like after we spoke last, and halfway through the uh, lawnmower died. Well, that seems like a bigger problem than your little I, I, I took the I took the spark plug out of it, and it was covered in soot. I threw a new spark plug in, and it ran crappily long enough to finish the lawn and die it again. And now you put it away. You put it away. It's the winter. Who cares? <laughs> so That's future I have... Jeff's problem right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I have to make a decision. I have to fix my riding lawnmower, fix my hyper-cool uh, self-propelled push mower, that I got from my mother-in-law or my father's lawnmower. Cause that's what I borrowed when the other two were broken to mow my lawn and broke it. So how, how is, how is this even a discussion? Of course it's the riding mower. Duh. I, you would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's going to be too much work. Well, no, no matter what, if, if unsure, just put a Harbor freight motor on it because they work great and they just bolt on. That's the, the, the motor actually isn't the problem. I blew the shaft on the deck. Yeah, you did. <laughs> jacket. It's flashy. That's going. In, that's going. In, that's going to the corner next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Double so entendre. So only one blade spins at the proper speed. So you know you run for like a minute or so, and then clang because the blades are hitting each other. It's it's pretty disastrous. Hmm. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. What you working on? Mental. So I have been, I was actually spent last weekend at Extreme Experience, which was great over the Veterans Day weekend, took four of our high performing cadets, had an all lady support staff this time, and they were all about it. So I, I saw a what, picture of What does cadets. that mean? What does that mean that you have lady support? So last time we, the first time we did it, we took two ladies and two gentlemen. The last time it just kind of worked out, it was all four guys. And this time, as we announced that we would be doing the Extreme Experience Weekend, my cadet deputy commander said, well, you owe me an all-girl team because you took all guys last time. And I said, fine, you put it together, 
and don't bring me any scrubs. I want high. And she did. She put together a team of high performers. So we went out there with four lady cadets and they went out there with the single goal of outdoing the guys. And they did. Yeah. Because they're lazy, lazy teenagers. I mean, pretty much Mm -hmm. one, one of them worked herself into a pretty good cold. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it, I know it's not your level of cold, but it was it was brutally cold down there this weekend. We yeah, like what fifty? No, no, no. We got we had a couple of times where he had to delay our our our, our track uh, because the track temperatures were too cold. But the Porsche manual tells you not to operate it in the uh, pilot cups below, I want to say forty, and we did. Yeah. So, Mitchell, what branch of the armed forces are these kids likely to end Un- up? Proper question. Next. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you doing while you were there? What? What? What was you the? Gotta answer you, these you, questions. <laughs> what you were doing? What you're working on? I came in second. Damn it! The mic card. Will you please talk about your wreaths? Yes. So we also now I, I'm I'm going to shamelessly use the pod to talk about. Our big fundraiser we do every year is Reese Across America, and you will actually see this with the Civil Air Patrol, Young Marines, and Junior ROTC units, and it is exactly what it sounds like on December 16th at national cemeteries all across the United States. Young people from all these organizations, including the Boy Scouts, will go and place wreaths on the grave sites of those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And the company sells these. Now, if we sell them off of our webpage, we get $5 for every wreath that is sponsored. Now, to make this clear, folks, if you decide to do this, you're not getting a Christmas wreath sent to you. You are sponsoring a wreath that will be laid on a gravestone of a fallen hero in a national cemetery. And we're going to have the link to my high school, GA958, on the show notes. And if you want to go through there and and donate one of those wreaths, we will be quite appreciative and we will be posting pictures of the cadets on december 16th as i I do every year it's actually been a huge fundraiser i've got a lot of old uh retired friends and some very successful friends jerry ringle sponsored 10 of them last year it was just fantastic so if you can find it in your heart uh, to peruse that link and share that link we'd appreciate it that's cool i'm not aware of the program i will have to introduce it to my cub scouts hey you should post that link i will uh put it up there absolutely and it is down at the bottom and then there's the minor issue of the weather this week so on on monday was veterans wait, wait day. it's not like completely beautiful like it is always that you always say it is <laughs> well, it's 50 degrees and windy <laughs> so on monday we uh for was uh veterans day we record this on a wednesday and we had several color guards that we were posting at different elementary schools and i had to bring the supplies the flags the flag stands and the ceremonial rifles to the elementary school which is as it turns out, impossible to do on a Honda VFR. <laughs> yeah. Particularly when it's raining. Well, one at a time. Oh. <laughs> if you had a load of rifles at a VFR, you get down the highway with no one bothering you. <laughs> that is true. I probably wouldn't have so no, much of a key. Noted. No, no, noted. It's Georgia. It's probably allowed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be like, uh, hell they, yeah. They sell a gun rack. Hey, is that a, is that a Springfield 1918? Woo! Uh, so... Uh, after after renting a car this weekend for extreme experience, I, I took the car back and I was gonna borrow the truck, Vicky's truck, and she actually has stuff to do. So i I drove the R V and it was raining so hard when I came home that I, I just drove the R V home. And Tuesday it was thirty eight degrees and raining. 
So I drove the RV. Well, it's already at school, so I might as well drive. So I've been commuting in the RV every day this week. That is that is the most redneck thing I think I've ever heard in the pantheon of redneck. And that's and wait wait till we get to news yeah, and notes because it's yeah. <laughs> the high school teacher showing up in the RV every day. Hey, kids. Yeah, you don't live there. What's what? Well, yeah, because yeah, no Mitchell. one notices. Excuse me, Mr. Mitchell, no one please even call paid on attention. Me. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Mental. Can you call on me in the front row of your classroom? Yeah. Are God. you homeless? Are you a homeless vet? <laughs> Are you living in your RV in the high school parking lot? <laughs> don't lie to me. Every time I come or leave, your RV is there. <laughs> Oh, By no. the way, uh, I've checked off on my sheet extreme experience, and uh, I also believe some of you may have someone complains about the weather. Uh, Chris, nope, didn't complain. I made a safety decision. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Is mental lies on this? No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, I've been working on the kitchen all of the time. Took Friday. Ding, ding, I- got, circle gets a square. Thank you. Yep, Thank you. Yep. yep. I get a corner on that. This is what it is. Is what it is. Uh, yeah, working in the kitchen made great progress. We had I got all the old cabinet cabinets out and broke either broken up or put down in the basement to for basement cabinets. Now, got all of the linoleum floor and the twelve million staples that go along with it pulled out. We Done got all the all the bamboo hardwood put in for the whole first floor with about six inches of wood to spare. And literally, uh, we had six inches of bamboo flooring i was hoping you were going to say we had six inches of wood no (laughs) no i didn't double entendre needs to get added on all right all right no i mean that's uh, that's not a whole lot of all the all the other base cabinets are in and hooked to each other and hooked to the wall and leveled and etc and i've made some plywood temporary countertops and i'm putting in the appliances temporarily because we got to get the the countertop people are coming for a template and then we have a couple weeks to wait until they make our quartz countertops so and so you've been doing a great job of putting most things in mm-hmm. but what don't we have a sink a sink. oh yeah sorry it's kind of hard to live without a sink i oh, made the bathroom sink it's great. i made yogurt in our tub last night <laughs> Not like a tub full of yogurt. But We've already yogurt. mentioned that I like all the turkeys in the shower. Yeah. She's kind of the same thing. Who needs bathtub gin when you have bathtub yogurt? Bathtub yogurt. And honestly, that sounds like something that my kids would get busted for doing. Maybe so. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude, yogurt. dude, bro, bro, her parents were at home. We totally made bathtub yogurt. <laughs> it was just not that way, though. You, you know, I have a great... I have a great yogurt recipe that you two will never understand. You just you just lose the sippy cup full of milk uh. under the couch for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Bam, yogurt. I was like halfway through the recipe. I don't know no. why, but I, I was thought just... he was gonna say I go to the store. I said <laughs> make yogurt. Yeah. Okay. Chris, I'm right. sorry I wasn't able to help you out there. Seriously, That's okay. No, no, no worries. All right, um, that's all. That's all Chris, I'm doing. That and working. Chrissy. I have been helping Chris with the said there kitchen. He's doing a lot more, but I have been doing it, and it's great. Uh, I've been prepping for Thanksgiving, honeymoon in Cancun, then Atlanta race. Only a few days in between all of those, and that's in the next couple weeks. That's what I've been doing. What is the deal with the page- paperwork? 
Ah, it's, wait, wait, it's what, what, what it's, kind it's of paperwork? paperwork. <laughs> Everyone can check that off the list. I, I don't have that one. Damn. I do. I've got, I've got two uh, off of that one. Th- this is, this is a tap. bit of a corked bat because I let it slip after the podcast last that's week. Why I asked, that's why I'm asking. It has been mailed to the state of New Jersey. Yay! Did you make copies first? Of course, yes. Did you put a have, return receipt on it? Yes. <laughs> I'm, it has I, arrived, actually. I'm really, oh, I'm really happy this is all going well, but I'm going to miss the meme war. I'm going to miss <laughs> don't worry. the, the don't truly worry. epic now, text. It, it, Listeners it, don't know about the meme nothing, war. Nothing sure until they return it. Because sure. remember, this is the second time I've sent it in. They rejected it last time. And, and for those out there who are listening, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the list of people you don't want to ever start a meme war with is like Kevin Smith, John Oliver, and Chrissy and Wendy's. Uh, by the way. Well, no, Wendy's is Wendy's got strong Wendy's Twitter game. Twitter war, yeah, yeah, and they they got strong Twitter game. But Chrissy is like a Twitch, sniper. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> Twitch, thank yeah. you, thank you. Let's, <laughs> hello, Scott. Someone makes fun of social media. Let's move on. News and notes time. News and notes. That's all for stories. All right, so uh, the it, we're all fans of Roadkill, and I imagine a lot of our listeners are fans of Roadkill. It's a great show until Motor Trend started trying to charge me for it, and they can get bent. But they have one of their more famous trucks is the Mazda Mazdarati, and it is a Mazda pickup truck with a 455 Oldsmobile on the back of it through a boat transaxle. And they had filmed an episode where they'd been trying for a year to get this thing into 10 seconds on the quarter mile, blew the transmission, blew the engine, had it on the trailer, and someone stole it. Arguably the most famous Mazda pickup truck in the United States and some moron stole it. And the point that they made on the Instagram is they had to work at this. They had to unhook it, push it off the trailer, and then push it onto a new trailer because it's a mobile. But we've got the link in our show notes. The dumbest thieves in the world have stolen the Mazdarati with a blown engine and a blown transmission. Not, not only that, but it's like out of all of the roadkill cars on the planet, that one is like the most terrible. I don't know. The Gremlin's not great. It's, uh, it's worth. It's really worth the least compared to a lot of their other. That, that is saying. true. Yeah, yeah. That is. It there is really the most worthless one. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's possible you've probably seen the pictures on the Internet of the melted and scorched used to be white Toyota Tundra. Uh, It's been all over social media. A registered nurse or I don't know what kind of nurse is a nurse named Alan Pierce from Paradise, California. Uh, It was his truck and he used it to uh, him and his coworkers rescued a bunch of their patients from their uh, critical care facility out there somewhere near Paradise, California. And he posted a picture on his Twitter or Instagram. I'm not really sure where it started, but it has now been on everything. Basically saying, hashtag, here's your Toyota commercial. My truck still runs. It's great. Toyota's rule. And uh, much to everyone's surprise. Yeah. Much to everyone's surprise, uh, Toyota's official account tweeted right back at him and said, hey, good job. Don't worry about the truck. You get a new one. Contact us. So they're going to buy him a new Tundra. Props to Toyota. Good on them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, cool. I'll take this. I'll take the burnt one. <laughs> Send it my way. It I looks pretty that, awesome. I, it, it's I like, think it's going it's, in their It looks museum, like a marshmallow. Probably. Yeah. It like is white, but it has like the it's perfect like gradient. But yeah. it has like the perfect gradient, like down the doors of the exact part of the marshmallow that you would like. I'm, I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you'll see it. it but, <laughs> I, I'm sure you'll see it next year at SEMA. In the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. 
And that right. and that is often speaking of uh, folks making horrible sacrifices. This past weekend, the Lemons was at the Mercedes Sugarland Ranch in Houston with a true twenty-four Yamaha Stunt and Exploding Soiree. How did we do for our picks? And is it turns out we we'd gotten pretty good at this, but this weekend, no, no we nope, haven't. Nope, no, this weekend, this no. weekend may have been our worst picks ever. So let's uh, yeah, we don't have to necessarily call out the people that did really really terribly. Uh, yeah, just for good form. But hey, Escape Velocity Racing, their dart, they came in ninth and C. Well done. And there was a cool thing where a different team brought a different Dodge dart and painted it in Soviet Russian missile yes. dart, you know, space program. <laughs> and so the two of them would race and it would do. And the pictures the of them duking point. it in the track, it was yes. epic. So well done there. Property devaluation didn't do so well. Uh, Team Blue Goose, hey, they did well. They did third overall in that Audi. I don't know how the hell they keep that damn thing together. And hey, Sobs of Anarchy, they usually run up in the Northeast. They made the trip down there with that Sob 9000. Then so they wore their tweed jackets as they're all <laughs> apparently all college professors racing Sob 9000. And they had a Class B win. So welcome to A. That's up. So we had an extended conversation with those guys. They they had, uh, thought we were going to be down there, and they were text uh, getting hold of us on the Instagram. And then afterwards, who's, who's we? They thought they thought they thought the four of us were actually. They said, "What's Chrissy driving this weekend?" Uh, and I think they could, they thought you were going to be down there. Um, so, but we ended up having an extended. And I said, "Well, tell me how your weekend went when you guys get back." They went down there with no plan, and they did mention, you know, we always run up in the northeast. We just kind of went down there with, "Eh, we'll drive for twenty four hours. How bad can it be?" Oh, they gosh. were really worried about their brakes and tires, but as a team, they came down together and they figured it out, and they really worked to conserve the car. They've been in first before up in New Hampshire or in New Jersey last year. They were first in B, but according to them, stepped on their wieners, and that, that cost them. Mm-hmm. But this time around, ran a good, solid, conservative race. Uh, had a little bit of contact, wasn't their fault, uh, and got the a car got towed off the track, including a visit to the penalty box. They were back on track in 15 minutes, and that was the only hurdle they had there. But they, they worked hard. They ran clean, and congrats to them, Jeff. Wow, cool. Uh, anybody know what their overall win placement was? Oh, no, I, I had it, and I, I – I'm just Sorry. interested in a, in a true 24. Like we know that the B class winners tend to be almost top, top five, top yeah. five Jeez, and this, ten usually. This time they so. weren't now because I, I did do the I did the the numbers on that one from the MyLap site and they were not. It, the, whoever mm-hmm. classed them did a really rock and solid job. I, actually, I think it was Sanjeev did most of the classing down there and top six or seven were no, they were top seven i just opened on race monitor they were the okay. seventh okay yeah cool. so that so that so, kind of yeah. holds if, if you want to yeah. win b you got to be solidly in the top, top 10, 10. Oh, yeah. even yeah. in a longer race actually cool. the second second in b is also in the top 10 yeah hmm. just cool cool hey, well, well on them in a sub nine thousand. i love the three of them that i have had they've been great cars mm. too Woo. bad they don't exist anymore pretty much <laughs> okay, i liked it better when they were the biker theme i thought that was cooler than the tweed jackets but interrupting well, no, i don't think they actually have tweed jackets i oh. think that's, that's just my joke of sub nine thousand. you're right chrissy all, uh, all right. Is, it, is it an option i thought no. they changed everything oh. skip you oh go chrissy you're up <laughs> If interrupting Chrissy is on your card, <laughs> please skip No, only skipping. Interrupting didn't work either. Okay, so <laughs> the funny. I didn't knock, actually knock. check check mine, but what did you say? Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Now, who's there? Interrupting Cal. Oh, uh, Moo. Moo. Um, <laughs> so all of the ones I picked, I only picked because of there were funny names. 
or something. Uh, they were all did terribly. Uh, no, Monica. And I didn't remember the um, reference last time. I just opened it. Now I remember. The uh, 1996 Integra. They were 14th overall. That was the best pick over uh, that I have. Escape Velocity Racing with their 2459. Some old kind of hoopty. 84th overall, which that's pretty awesome that they don't even list what their car is. <laughs> uh, shenaniganizers in their Honda Accord. 56th overall. D's Nuts in their MR2. 20th overall. Congrats to the Hungry Pillagers for their C-Class win in a 99 Buick Sabre. Welcome to you're in a low Sabre. You're probably staying in C. <laughs> <laughs> Call the loophole. So, uh, Tetanus, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight cars running under the Tetanus banner, trying really hard to make sure they win the national effing champions from us this year. Please check that off your card if you have it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm doing so, terribly. Their 300ZX, naturally aspirated, not a turbo one, finished 19th overall, and that was the highest finish on the team. Uh, their, one of their 944s finished 33rd. The other one was 52. They have an E30. That was 53rd. Boring. Uh, the other non-puff 944, what was that? A, a six, what was that? Uh, it was at a 968 or nine, nine, nine whatever. 986. They, they, they get painted. They call it El Blanco. It's the white oh. one. You sure okay. it wasn't a 911? <laughs> yeah. Either way, it was 64. Their that's, Nissan yeah. 240, Z, 240, which has really done very well in the in the Northeast, was 70th. 70th. The neon done, was done broke. Yeah, that was the Takata. Nissan yeah. That was the one that that went into the wall at Barber and it blew up at yeah. Nola. Yeah. yeah. Uh and the Neon, they wrote it there you have a Neon, it was 79th and they have another 240Z, which I don't know what that one looks like, but that one well, was 98th. That's the yellow and white one, it's Troy's car that almost beat us at Red Atlanta. No, but I thought that was this, that, that was the one that came in 70th, I no, thought. No, 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 that's, that's a that's a no. Nissan 240, not a 240Z. 240SX, Jeff. What he says. Not but it all it, the Takata one is also yellow and white. No, the, the Takata one is sure. not a Z. It's a just a Nissan Yeah, yeah. But it, oh, oh, oh! It's a two the two forty Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because that's when that's when our cars were battling. It was which which yes, hang yes, on. Yes. It was who, which one of ours was, was doing really well at Atlanta until <laughs> I, I believe it was uh, the RX seven. <laughs> <laughs> So, Black Betty, go ahead and check it off your list. In contrast, the Ginger Race team took second and sixth. So there was a team with two cars that did very oh, well. Oh no, they had they had six cars, but that, that was, they had they, six yeah. cars also. Yeah, no, yeah, they 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 brought it hard. Wow, right. we got to work hard. People, people are onto our formula. <laughs> Soon so there will only be like I'm seven sorry, race right teams. You, yeah. I was just thinking about tetanus and thinking about how much they are trying. This is a bad race to have eight cars to try to win anything or just overnight to have this many problems, to have this many cars. is just we've run a lot of cars on our team and it's sometimes it's really hard. This sucks even more when you're overnight. And I, I think they, sure. I, I think they do it just for mutual support because I've seen their operation and they'll circle the RVs and it's a lot of you know they they do the community food thing and it also it, you know th- there's there's always kind of a built-in babysitter around there because there's someone in the pits so I I don't know I mean I think they are copying the formula to a degree but I also think it's just let's just get everyone together so we can kind of bring less stuff yeah uh, also they had IOE. They got IOE in the 
You didn't put any of the um, oh, no, I didn't. other awards in there. I, I don't know. Yeah, you've got uh, them, Chrissy. Anton got IOE. I yeah. thought they ran. No, the, no the, the Oldsmobile. Oh. Yeah, that, oh, that, yeah. That, yeah. That, oh, I'm sorry. I thought they were running them under the same name. No, I thought it they was just, Onslaught Tetanus and they were running that. No, no, no. It was on set that got it, and they just gave Mary uh, uh, helped out a lot, so they gave her a patch and put oh, her on the list. I, I understand. Yeah. Sorry. But okay. it, why you ruined classic? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, actually, I think it is Anton's fourth IOE this year. It is. That's what he said. Yeah. On wow. Wow. Yeah. Not four in a year. That's crazy. That's impressive. All right, yep. Good job. So uh, as as we were going to mention there, I had some of my people down there. So uh, Jerry and the boys in the 91 third T-Bird. Yeah, she didn't do too well. They got 85th overall. Then there was Whiskey Throttle in their 1983 GMC El Caballero. Yeah, them, them Nitro Circus boys, they got uh, 50th overall. After they made some contact with Apocalyptic Racing, uh, we got some pictures of that, and it showed up on there. Uh, even even one with Travis doing the apology uh uh, hands and mullet motorsports in their 83 l can man yo they also got 59th overall jeff mental shut up shut you at home Listen shut up me. mental this is mental's actual voice <laughs> <laughs> what at least while he lives in georgia <laughs> go Chris. you know yes you're up i'm, I'm up oh i am up oh, speaking, up. speaking of cars that aren't trucks Sure. Uh, extreme experience puts you in the driver's seat of some of the world's best supercars at over 20 racetracks in America and Canada with no speed limits, no shifting restrictions, and no governors. Head to xxp.com, and especially if you have it on your bingo card, check it off now, uh, to choose on your supercar, find a racetrack near you, and start making of your, a story of your own. Seven models of exotic cars, 20-plus tracks, and year-round no ca- location in NOLA. It's pro instructors, uh, like a bunch of us, in the car with you and helping you explore the limits and learned the driving line. Save 25% when you use the X, uh, Everyone Racers at XXB.com. Book today. Extreme experience. Check it off. It's your turn. So this weekend, we did do the Veterans Day weekend. Had a lot of great folks come out and support us. Congratulated our cadets. Had a great time. Had a lot of folks. And some of them actually recognized me from the podcast. The one person I was really hoping would show up, but I understand why she didn't. Because I would have said hello to her. Chrissy's mom. Hi, Chrissy's mom. That would have been a track. <laughs> so uh, don't forget, uh, Lucky Dog Racing has their 2019, eight, 2019, I almost said 2019, 18, 2019 schedule online. Their races fill quickly. Most of the good ones are filled. I will mention that the January uh, uh, um, Laguna Seca race is still not posted with a confirmed date, so that has not yet sold out. Uh, AER at some point is also coming up this weekend. There is eight inches of snow coming tomorrow night. Rain on Friday, so it's going to be a sloppy hecka mess. I'll actually be up in North Jersey in the mountains at another camping trip, so I am not looking forward to the winter either. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, listener feedback. We've had some show ideas pop up. One of them is like how to not step on your crank. Uh, another one is just uh, keep it simple. Principle. Don't drive a DSM. That's how. Don't drive it. Yeah, don't drive a DSM. Uh, how to keep it simple. Some night racing stuff, and we also do want to talk about entry level uh, rally racing. Rally, all yeah. of these, all of these are these are great ideas. And please, folks, keep sending them to us on the Facebook on our Everyone Racers page because we are building our 2019 show schedule now, and we really appreciate everything you guys are sending us. 
because we, we sure as hell are running out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're just going to keep coming up with stupid crap unless you tell us. <laughs> and speaking of stupid like crap, <laughs> plan so well. Topic time. Metzo, what are we talking about? Wow. Fuel. Oh, we're Chris, talking we're about talking? fuel. We're talking about fuel cells, in fact, because most of us run production-based auto racing. Most of the classes, a stock fuel tank, it's it's all right. It meets your safety requirements because if it was good enough for the OE, it's good enough for racing. Uh, and in mechanical requirements, and it fits well, it's easy. That's that's no problem. It's easy button. But as we get faster, as we progress, you might consider installing a fuel cell in your race car, either for safety or for what most of us do for additional fuel capacity. And fuel cells really have tremendous differences from very safe, well-designed systems that do a wonderful job and give you great capacity and will not blow up to basically a big bucket of gas sitting next to like a like a Durbo Derby. They got a, they just got hose sticking in the lawnmower tank. That's about as good as you can get. The outward tank, usually, right? Squeeze the bowl a yeah. couple times. Nice. Hey, I have definitely not had a soda bottle filled with fuel just stuck higher than the engine. Definitely not. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, they're really complicated to do these right, and they're more expensive than you think they will be. So we're gonna tonight. We're gonna talk about safety. We're gonna talk about the enclosures that might be required, the series rules, limitations, and what you need to do to actually install them safely and smartly. So uh, let's turn to our safety resident safety expert, Chrissy. What's and going I'm going to talk about safety. Hang Yay! on a second. I got to get. I got to get my, my business car. card. Yeah, <laughs> it was on my car too. I was like, yes, check. I know. I'm going to talk about safety. Yes. Okay, so I'm talking about safety, but I'm also just going to do some basics too. So, um, right, so safety. Do you remember episode 25? Of course you don't. If you did, don't go back to listen to it. Uh, fire's bad. Don't burn. Okay. So there. So we're going to talk safety fuel cells. With anything, there's levels of good or safe for fuel cells. We're going to start with the basics. So you can get a kind that is just the plastic with fittings, or you can get just metal with fit fittings, or both. And these are only, so I think they're only acceptable in roundy rounds. That's where you usually typically get those things. Go ahead. And, and drag racing. Drag racing typically uses those little tiny weenie weenie cells that don't have bladders in them. Okay, good. So the next tier is having a metal box with a detachable, deformable bladder inside and then added foam. And that keeps it from the fuel sloshing around all over the place. Fuel cells can be verified by a, um, uh, yes, sorry. So fuel cells can be verified by a governing body like FIA. Some sanctioning bodies require this. So double check what your sanctioning body requires, but mental is going to tell you a little bit more of that in a little bit. There may or may not be changes to the actual box, so they might have to be a, a clarification. Usually, any sanctioning body is going to be usually pretty good about telling you what they need for this, because this is one of those things that's just going to either ax you right out if you are, don't have the right things uh, for them. So, yes, Chris. Um, and you can't usually tell how old a fuel cell is because they age out, so most of them will want that's to see the receipt for when it's purchased to prove that it's still within FIA time frame which is five years that's all thank you oh good no problem thank you 
okay. So lastly, it depends on uh, what kind of cell you're using in the car you're putting in it. You need to have a barrier between the driver and the fuel cell. And if you have a trunk and uh, or there's a metal piece between the cell and the driver. So if your trunk is actually a full piece of metal, then it should be good. If you're having a vehicle like the Ombre and you have a cab, you can put it outside the cab and it's going to act as a barrier. So just make sure you have a barrier between you, uh, the driver and the fuel. If not, you're going to make a barrier. So you have to uh, make a metal box around the cell. And we've made them with a metal clothes dryer. Or you can make them with a fancy box. You have to look at them often. So you might want to make it look nice. Oh, also, I forgot that you have to make sure that it closes. Correct? You have to have some kind of closure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To make Absolutely. sure that it's actually like some kind of latch or something. Little. That's why the front of a dryer or washer is typically a nice idea. Because it already has a hinge. It's already metal. And sometimes they even have a little clasp on it. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, the sensory salt guys in Texas were famous for using those. Yes. Uh, and we've, yes, we've run with the, with things like that. And then lastly, I uh, make sure your cells away from heat source, like exhaust, uh, fire's bad. That's what I got. I talked about safety. Bam. Off. Check it off your list. Mental. What do you got? Tell us about those other series out there. As Chris mentioned, these, they are a substantial investment, especially in entry-level <laughs> endurance racing. Now, are they worth it? By and large, I think most of us would agree that they are. But if you're going to invest this kind of money, make sure you understand the rules before you spend all this money and turned out that you just made your car illegal. Uh, Taken from the Lucky Dog site, I really like this quote as it applies to racing. You learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. And that's a Picasso quote. Now, as Jeff learned last month in Lemons, they have a zero fuel leak policy like most of these series. But in, in Lemons, if you get stopped twice for a fuel leak, you're done for the weekend, period, dot. Lemon specifies, as Chrissy started to divide in the safety section, that a real fuel cell has a separate metal case, an internal deformable fuel vessel, splash and leak fighting foam filler, and purpose-built fittings and mounting. Everything else is just another gas tank and frequently less safe than stock. Now, Jeff's going to talk about bulkheads and those requirements as we get to him in a minute, but keep in mind, Lemons also restricts fuel cells to a 24-gallon max closely related, even though they would argue that they're not, is Champ Car. Now, everyone else, they've got very similar safety rules regarding proper fuel cells versus the cheap plastic, as Chris called them, bags of gas or the you know Coke cans with a bottle. But they will only allow a deviation of plus or two gallons from the stock fuel tank. Lucky Dog, they run older cars, but they also come with, in addition to all the other safety regulations you'll see in the other series, they uh, limit to 24 gallons as well. Now, American Endurance Racing, they don't have a size restriction, but they specifically mention that any fuel cells got to meet the FIA FT3 standards. Now, FYI, ATL sells an FIA-certified 33-gallon sprint car and a 32-gallon top-loader fuel cell, which That's is... a lot of letters. Yeah, it is, but it's a lot of gas, too. You could go forever, except AR has mandatory number of pit stops. They've got a specific formula according to the hours of races on that one and a minimum time for each pit stop, so you really don't save anything by investing in a huge gas tank much on that one. WRL... Except, except for weight. Except for weight, exactly. Yeah, you have a lot more weight. You have a lot more mass, yes. WRL specifies that fuel capacity must be within 15% of the original equipment manufacturer's capacity, but you are allowed to exceed that if you're willing to accept a class change. Fuel cells have to be designed for automotive use, so again, no plastic bags of gas. 
consists of a deformable bladder or rotary molded plastic vessel encased in a metallic can and be manufactured by, and they specify, ATL, FuelSafe, JAZ, or other recognized manufacturers approved by the World Racing League. Oh, that's interesting. So you can't just weld up a tank on your own and call it good. But there are custom tank manufacturers. There's one down in Savannah, Georgia, and there's one in Texas that do make racing applications, but you're going to have to submit that tank to them and get it approved. In their 2019 rules draft, WRLs added that a car equipped with a fuel cell will be clearly marked with three-inch or taller numbers near the fuel port in its WRL legal capacity for both the stewards and the competitors to monitor volume during refueling. I suspect that is related to that Road Atlanta incident this year. And they add, quote, at no time during the race may the total fuel volume exceed the listed capacity on the disclosure worksheet. So you can can cheat but if they bust you don't whine about it we've talked about this before we're not just a lemon series the sports car club of america has introduced that bracket endurance racing series and basically it's to give some of their older race cars a new lease on life so they're going to default to the rules of the individual classifications that those cars are coming from but their fuel cell regulations clearly specify fia ft3 or higher and additionally to the sfi 28.3 specifications and it doesn't include a size restriction except where the production class itself mentions it and finally for the the NASA endurance racings, they restrict fuel cells to the OEM sizes or 18 gallons, whichever is less, because Ooh. we do know that there's uh, what's the what's the squirt and Corona's Mercedes running because it's got an OEM tank in it and it's bigger than the 24 gallons, but it's legal. The w W124s had an optional tank of up to 90 liters, which I don't know how many liters 90 is yeah, and how many gallons yeah. that is. <laughs> But uh, Alexa, what's nine? <laughs> I don't understand, Jeff. <laughs> what are you asking? But so they're running the stock tank, and that's the reason why they're still running that stock tank is it does kind of give them a little bit of a competitive advantage as that car gets kind of long in the tooth. It's still well driven, Jeff. Twenty three point seven seven five U.S. liquid right. gallons. Holy cow. It's the extended range tank on those W124s. You get that plus the diesel, and you're never stopping for gas. (laughs) Well, that's great unless you have to, like, by AER rules. So um, Chris Chris is going to talk about, like, how you actually have to get the fuel from the tank to the motor a little bit, a few other things. But I'm going to talk about, like, where to put it. You see, you got this car, and now you got this <laughs> box. How are you going to make them together? So, uh, Lemons has a great I guideline. Don't know how this works. I wouldn't call it a rule, but it basically. Oh, were they robot arms? They, there was robot arms. Metal did robot arms, everyone. So, Lemons rule says basically put them where they won't get hit or hit the ground if you go off track. Not too close to the corners, not too low. Three basic understandings build a cage around it, move it to the middle. Or keep it behind sturdy OE crash structures and bumpers. Those are all just great guidelines when you're trying to figure out where you're going to put your cell. So for those of you who have never seen a cell, yeah, they're kind of square. And they all kind of have a lip around them so they fit in like the sink that Chrissy doesn't have in her in her uh, in her kitchen oh, remodel right the, now. The sink is sitting in the hole in the plywood countertop. I just can't. Oh, if I, if I, turn I just it can't hook it up. 
Right. So yeah, they they basically sit it's down. They have resistance. a lip around the outside, and 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 they're kind of designed to hang below some sort of uh, structure. So um, we've already talked about enclosures, making sure they're enclosed behind a firewall or a bulkhead. So, it, but if you're putting it in a hatchback or a wagon, or you're putting it like through the floor, you're still going to have to build that box around it. So just, you know, think about all of these things on where you're figuring it out. So um, a real metal encased FIA approved cell and all FIA compliant fittings need to be used if you can't get it 100% separated from that driver. And depending on your rules, as we just heard, it may still fail. So anyway, all of these metal boxes and firewalls, they have to include a way for you to get to the filter and all the vents and things need to be inside. Because, you know, if you build a great firewall and then you cut a hole in it for the vent to come out, you no longer have a firewall. Or to actually put gas in it, you know, oh, yeah, that, you that, that little, little thing like that. have a little hatch. You know, Chrissy already mentioned the dryer thing, you know perfect way it's got a big door it's got probably room under it so you know we we've uh custom made all of ours including out of some wonderful pre-bent metal i bought at the uh, local salvage yard for like pennies a pound so uh, you got to look around you got to figure out what you got but just remember all of the straps the vents the filling options you have to plan that out most people are going to build the cage around them, whether it's in a hole or inside the trunk or in the hatchback or in the center of the car. Most people are building cages surrounding them. This is a separate from the roll cage. Most people use like a standard one inch square tube seems to be very common. Um, but you need to think weight placement. You need to think about the crumple zones. Uh, you know, obviously low and exposed, like out the back of the trunk is good for weight. But do you really want it there? Even if it's legal, this is a very expensive piece of your race car. And if it gets damaged, it is going to be thrown out of the race. Go ahead, Chris, you got something? Yeah, this is why in the Civic, the easier spot might have been behind the suspension control arm points right by the back bumper but we said no not to put it there we put it up in front of the suspension control arm points like where the back seat used to be to get it in like the middle of the car as safe as spot we could possibly put it to keep it away from things absolutely yeah, well and now and additionally we've been at tech when <laughs> folks have come in there with the standard nasa style low out of the trunk uh with the one inch square tubing all around it. And we've watched John Pagel say, I want a set of rails or, or supports running there in case a car runs up underneath it. And I want this, I want the tank to get lifted rather than punctured. Yeah, absolutely. Building extra crash structure behind it is, is definitely one of the things they mention. Um, but I want to talk about uh, young Chris, check that off your list. If you want to Chris Egan and his Saab. I don't anybody know what year that thing is. It's like a second like 04, it's like an 04, 05, 95, 270,000 miles on it. <laughs> so he, he can build great. He builds great cars. He welds great. Everything is really good about what he does. And the only place he could put that cell was between the axle and the rear bumper. And he put it low and it stuck out and you could see it below the rear bumper. And he took a hit. He took a rather large hit in the bumper and, the car slid under and tagged the corner of his cell. Um, but 
I, I actually talked to him before the show and talked, asked him about his materials and asked him what happened. So he used one inch square. He used uh, 125 wall thickness for the cage around the bo- around the tank. Um, he has a way beefier like lid than we do. He built an entire cage that even went around the top. So basically, we use straps. You know, big. I mean, metal flat, strapping. Flat, flat bar stock. Yeah, flat bar stock. Probably like inch, inch and a half, Chris. Yeah, it's like an inch wide, eighth inch thick. Yeah, I mean, stock. we have heavy, you know, metal strapping up there. Uh, but he used the tubing all around all sides, and then he connected it to the car with point. 063 one inch square tubing. And he did that on purpose because he wanted it to deform out of the car and flex when it got hit. So when he got hit in the rear bumper and it tagged the corner, it basically, just like John Pagel said, it lifted up instead of getting punctured. So it did not deform the cage around the box. It did not deform the the metal itself that was holding, you know, that is the, the, the fuel cell. And he was able to basically cut out the support structure and build a new support structure and get back on track the same day. Interesting design. Chris? Well, it's important to you mount it to something secure, too. Like Absolutely. we talk about what talk about maybe what you should and should not mount it to in the back of the car. Yeah, I mean, obviously you should mount it to, you know, if it's a unibody car and you don't have a frame, you need to make sure that there are spreader plates and everything else, just like you would build your roll cage. Um, if you have a frame, getting it to the frame with good welds is going to be the way to go. Uh, you know, I, I am a big proponent of making sure that it is well within the crash structure and, you know, it's belts and suspenders you know, making sure that there is added crash structure, either with some heavy tube or whatever inside that crumple zone. It's also key that you don't attach it to the roll cage. It needs to be a separate. Oh yeah, I design, said separate roll separate cage. Thing. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. And, I'll and, say that and if it's not a streetcar, there's no need for gorilla tape wrapped around a ratchet strap to hold it in place either. No, that's only good in the back of your pickup no. or your sob when your it falls sob. out in the middle of. Wherever the hell we were. <laughs> hey, oh, we're- yeah, that happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Chrissy, you can send me all the pictures. I-, I won't post them because I didn't ask for his permission to do that, and it was kind of large files. So, yeah, but I looked at the design. It was really an excellent design where the it was it was almost like a, like a monocoque, you know, like the, 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 the cell was in a monocoque that was deformable through the crash structure to move, not get deformed and i'm sure for a small consulting fee chris egan would be more than happy to look at your design we'll uh we'll get you his email if you're interested <laughs> he's it, up for something he doesn't do oh no no so, you, if you pay him enough he will absolutely uh, sure <laughs> and so, yeah. he's, very, he's very into his 3d printer right now every post on facebook is like if i have a heated bed with a blah 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 filament how come i'm getting i don't know what's going on my brother answers. He's, he's, yeah, exactly. So yeah, there, there we go. Look, they, uh-huh. they just start talking like the super smart ninety-five pound craniums that they have. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so Jeff, tell us a little bit about perhaps the brief story of why we're doing this episode now. What brought this whole thing up? So yeah, so we uh, <laughs> we decided that we're going to do this research because uh, coming up this weekend, uh, as you all heard last week, my embarrassing moment of the. <clears throat> slightly altered stock fuel system in the Ombre is ombre. no longer. 
<laughs> it's no longer not leaking. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, you wanted me to say ombre. Oh, shoot. Uh, wait, 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 so, no, no, wait. Uh, who, who, we'll be building we a don't, fuel We don't own the ombre we anymore. Who own. owns the ombre? Where's the ombre? We will be building. I was on the building... show last week. Shut up. How does Chris get away with this and I don't? Because <laughs> I was clever about it. Shut up. We'll be building a fuel cell in the ombre, which we don't own anymore, because Jeff is embarrassed. Chris, tell us about fittings and crap. <laughs> Thanks. So, let's talk about how to do this properly. Really, th- this can be very expensive. And can you talk about insurance while you're doing it? No, <laughs> off my sheet. no way. So, so you got to ask for it in a subtle way. That's right, the whole it. key. Tell us about fitting. Subtle... All right. So Jeff talked about where you want to put it. Now we actually have to get this thing in and plumbed and all that junk. And you have to do it properly. You need to use good quality like you know, AeroQuip, Russell, that kind of style fittings, you know, AN fittings, Army-Navy, um, because you want it to go together well, and you want to use a braided stainless hose because it's a metal enclosure around the rubber hose, so if anything hits it, it's not going to break. So this is the, the right kind of stuff to use for fuel cell. Usually you want to then find out that the hardest parts after this really is you don't want to just run the braided hose all the way up to the front of the car. You want to run actually a hard metal line. So you can buy aluminum tubing, fuel line, that you can then get a flare tool, flare it yourself so you can put AN fittings on the end. That's the nice way to do it. Gets it all up to your to your engine bay. You can bend the line. It's like bending brake lines. The other thing you can do is if your fuel system is the kind that uh, like a GM car, like, like the Ombre, it actually has uh, aftermarket ends that adapt the GM fuel EFI lines to... AN fittings. Braided lines, yeah, absolutely. So, like, that's what we're going to do in the ombre is right at the back by the fuel tank. It has a soft line from the tank to the fuel lines for both the feed and the return. And we're just, you got some AN fittings that will adapt right to those stock lines back actually right behind the cab even. And from that up, it's all just OEM lines, which is a nice, safe way to do it if you can. But either way, you're then going to have to figure out how to get it from those lines to your fuel system. In the Civic, we got a uh, an AN fitting to banjo fitting because the Civic had the fuel line go to the fuel filter, which has a banjo fitting on. So that was the easy way for us to adapt it. And then on the return line, we had to go from AN to a five sixteenths hose barb, and that let us put a soft hose on just to you know, from from the return line the return to the line. fuel yeah. for the fuel rail to the return line. So things like that are how you have to think about it. Metal, what's up? And I've learned this since hanging out with you guys, but I, I suspect some of our listeners might not. Could you explain what a banjo fitting is? Sure. Banjo fitting is a round fitting that you put a bolt through, and the fluid actually flows through the center of the bolt and then out the side of the bolt into the gap in you know the between the bolt and the round fitting. And it's called a banjo because it kind of looks like a banjo, and that's a big round thing with a, a stick parting out the side, and that's where the fuel ends up going through. So it flows through the bolt, out the side, and out the kind of the end of the banjo into the line. And a lot, that's of, the way a lot of German cars love that. They love that style. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if you've never played with a fuel system, most of the way that a hard line brake line will enter a caliper will be a banjo yes. fitting. Good yeah, call, Jeff. That's good, good call. Yeah, you're right. So somehow you've got to figure out how to tie these things together. That's some of the – you're just going to sit there and look at what you have and figure it out. Um, and you know, perhaps your fuel lines are actually a size that 
you can cut and flare. That's okay too. If you, but you have to think about how you're going to adapt these two things together. And it's got to be better than jam a hose over it with a couple worm drive homes, hose clamps. That, <laughs> no, that is not acceptable. Right. No, that is. And, and, right. and even if you get through tech folks and I, and I get that's a lot of the short term goal for us, you're creating kind of a bad situation, not just for you on the track, but for everyone around you. So just yeah. we, 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 we we gamble with a lot of stuff when it comes to engines, but fuels fuel brakes and fire systems just do it right. And if you yeah. don't know how, ask someone who does. And keep the fuel away as you're running the lines. Keep it away from anything hot and keep it outside the car. So don't run it along the center channel with the exhaust. That's a bad idea. <laughs> right? Don't run it inside the car next to you. That's a bad idea. Keep it outside. Keep it safe and protected. Keep it tucked up maybe next to a frame rail kind of thing. Even the unibodies have those you know, box frame rail things. Put it up there somewhere. All right. Next thing is you've got to figure out how to get the fuel out of the tank to a pump to these lines. What we like, to, there's a bunch of ways to do it. If you buy the, the fuel cell, they come with these things called a duck foot. It's basically just this big open like funnel at the that goes underneath the foam in one corner. These things are terrible. If you are they have less than like a quarter or a third of a tank and the fuel sloshes around away from that corner, it's not going to work. It's fine for you running a roundy round race and you're always turning the same way and always accelerating and you put it in that corner, then it works okay. But if you're in a road course, it's not going to work for you. So you're going to need to do something like a, uh, my favorite is the Holly Hydra mat. So this is a flexible mat that goes under the foam. And if any part of the mat is touching fuel, it will suck it up. It is, um, I don't know what magic voodoo they use, but it's amazing. Um, Look for the YouTube video. Yeah. It's amazing. It's dope. Walbro also makes some uh, pickup pucks, they are called. If you get four pucks and mount them in each corner of the fuel cell, this is what like what the, the heavy-duty off-road guys use, like their rock-crawling buggies that go at all kinds of weird angles. That's the kind of stuff they use. Uh, you can look those up, too. But somehow you've got to get something like that to actually pick the fuel up out of the cell if you want to actually use all of that capacity. Otherwise, you're just carrying around a bunch of gas with it you can't use. Mental. And the downside of that to the Holly Hydromat or the fuel pucks is previous to this technology, you used to know you'd have that one corner as soon as you started getting fuel starvation or you get the low fuel light on your display, you knew you had X amount of laps. And with the Holly Hydromat or which I, I found out in the Ombre or something like that, the, the pucks, usually you get, and Chris is about to disagree with me, so I'm not even going to finish this point because he is, <laughs> he is unfortunately smarter than I am, which is not hard to do. Yeah. The ombre had a completely stock tank, of oh, okay. course, so that was just that was just your fault. But coming third, Mansell, you are right. Is if if you get a hydromat that covers the whole bottom of your tank, you're absolutely right. Once you're dry, you are completely done. So you, you get, don't have you get no warning, and, you, and you need to know how you get like a half the lap. You you need to know how, and it's a good idea sometimes on practice day well, to kind of run that car out of gas and maybe tip the tow truck driver. But we have figured a way around this. Actually, uh-huh. you don't get the biggest hydromat you can. You get one a bit smaller. So we have one that's a little smaller. It's like an eight by fifteen. Are you cross. giving away a trade three pedal mafia yes. secret? Yes, I am. Oh, because it's just like this. tetanus now. Everybody next year is going to be all, doing this. All seventeen of our listeners deserve to hear this. So, <laughs> You get you get the eight by fifteen plus. You mount it toward the back of the tank. If you're braking hard and turning, you'll get just enough fuel away from the mat that it'll sputter, and you can still go for a bit if you you know if, because it's only like, like Thompson turn one. That's where we figure out that we're running out of gas. 
And you can still go for a ways if you back off a little bit. Not a whole lot, but we can still, you know, we'll still go through at least, like, we'll go through about 20 gallons of our 22-gallon tank easily till we get to that point. But we have a little bit of warning. So find yourself a Get mix. your suits on. Get your suits on. I'm coming in. I yeah. got two laps. Uh-huh. We, we've uh-huh. done that. Yeah. Now, now, Chris, in our first fuel cell, I'm not sure if it was the one in the Wartburg or the the first Honda. Didn't we have like this three door contraption? Yeah, that those the pump set crap. in. Yeah, those things are crap. Because so we had it. We had it in the one in the sit in the first Civic in the wagon. First Civic, yeah. And it never. It was basically the hose pickup going into. It was a box. The box had three one way trap doors in it. So that anywhere you'd go, the fuel would get in and wouldn't be able to get out. And then the, there was just basically actually a hose just sticking down in the middle of that. It never worked well enough. We never got as much stuff, as much uses of fuel. The hydromat as we do was now. superior, but before oh, yeah. the hydromat, there were not a whole lot of ap- yeah. options. Yeah, the, tra- the, the trapdoor box or the, the Walbro pucks were the best. The trapdoor yeah. box were the best before that. Those boxes are expensive. Ignore those. Get the hydromat. It's an A. It's a, an NPT fitting on it, so you need an NPT fitting to an adapter, an hose end, an hose, and then another an hose end where it meets the bulkhead at the top of the tank. That gets you up out of the tank. Then you've got to use your your an fittings to get to a pump. What kind of pump you use is entirely up to your car. If it's a fuel injected car, we like the Walbro 255 because they're kind of ubiquitous and and easy to find fittings for and, and around. So used it on my DSM. Right, exactly. Hashtag Deech Works. They should totally sponsor us. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I got that on my card. Hold on a second. Oh, Hashtag they should sponsor us. Keep going. Damn. So we've got uh, – you've got to find, you know, get whatever pump you like that works. That's going to be fine. There are ones for in-tank pumps. I'm not a huge fan of those. I like to have the serviceability of an out-of-the-tank out pump, so I'm not going into that tank because it's a pain in the butt to open up your fuel cell. There's huge. all those bolts all around the outside. There's all these bolts on the cover plate. It's a huge pain. I'd much rather have the, the fuel pump out. We've had to replace a fuel pump at the track because <clears throat> Bruce has 12 of them in his trailer. And, uh, <laughs> they're all it, used, and he just has them laying around. They're yeah, all eating. They are. They're like, they're like yeah. holiday fruitcakes. He won't wrote, he won't do anything with them. He just keeps them in there. Yeah, just in case. So <laughs> the, Anyway, it's, it's been nice to be able to actually do the repair that way. So. Think about that. Uh, what else? So we talk about fittings, hoses, adapting a stock fuel system, pickups, pump, gauges. Basically, forget a fuel gauge. There are ways you can put a gauge in a tank in a cell. They're they're start at a minimum of four hundred dollars, if not more, to get the adapt the pickups that the thing. But even then, like the one we had, it didn't work for crap. It was terrible. You're just better off figuring out what your fuel burn is and going from there. Like we've been doing this for years. It's never really been a problem for us. It's sure it's nice to know, but if we can't even trust the gauge, why even bother having it and all the expense that goes along with it? So math, math kids, it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. I, I I have one question, but I want to say that basically, if this was all gibberish to you, do not attempt to start us to to do a fuel cell. You yeah. really need to know what you're doing to get this right. And the the last question I have for Chris, because he's worked the budget a little closer on these things. What percentage, like if there was a pie chart of the job of putting in a cell, how much of it is cell? How much of it is other crap? How much of it is needed? How much of it is steel? Like what? what's your percentages? Yeah. Guess. Totally it's obviously. All, it's, yeah, what, if the biggest thing is or if you're getting an FIA cell, you're in for like a grand. 
if you're getting a non-FIA cell that still meets all of the other Lemons rules, like Jazz makes a bunch of those that are that are, meet all the rules but are not FIA, those are more like four or five hundred. So, so let's say even you're starting with a four or five hundred dollar cell, you're going to spend easily that much, if not more, just on lines and fittings and hoses. A hydromat is another minimum one fifty. They go up to like three or four hundred, depending on how big you get them. Uh, a fuel pump, probably a hundred. Steel, you're probably in if you have a good steel place near you. That's probably twenty bucks worth of steel. You, you and, could and, double, basically. Oh, you without, can triple or quadruple. Try. You yeah. can quadruple the cost of the tank just in accessories. If you want to go all fancy and do dry breaks because you think that's the two seconds that means that you're not. Nobody thinks race, that except Bruce. No. Right, exactly. <laughs> if if the, if you go that way, now you're you're getting even further down the line. I'm I'm just looking at the list I made for the ombre of how many parts were needed into doing this. And it's easily 30 different parts of things that were just, just to get a fuel cell in an R, you know, that is just joining up to stock fuel lines. Yeah. It's that a wasn't pretty even simple one with lines. no gauge, right? Yeah. This is not a hard one and it's that much that goes into it. So it, and, uh, it's hard to do. And are you, another one. So you, you've done this. We've done this with stock tanks. We've done this with fuel cells. Is it worth it? It depends on your car and the tank. If you've got a car with a big tank, Chrissy. And your goals. That's true. Ooh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, good call. Mm. If you're okay with just running and you run two and a half hours or you're going to run in like AER where you have to stop regularly or one of those you can't change your fuel tank size, stick with the stock tank. It's so much easier. It's so much cheaper. Don't do this. And it's safe. So, yeah. We did this originally because our Civic had zero chance of actually competing because it was so slow. The best we could do was more fuel capacity so we didn't have to stop as often. So that's why we did it there. The Ombre, we're doing it because we're trying to solve a problem that the stock tank really isn't capable of doing what we want it to do. We can't fill it quickly. Um, we can't uh, have it breathe. We can't have it stay secure. So that's why we're doing it in the Ombre. But something it's plastic like, in a terrible location. Exactly. But something like our, our, our upcoming 300ZX, that's a 19-gallon stock tank in a nice location. So we are not going to touch that one because it's no. fine. Or your W124 Mercedes, don't touch that one. No. Most, most Miatas, most Miatas are actually still running the stock fuel cells because it's high up over the rear axle, but it's yeah. in a good, secure location, and it's a good design. Yeah, like Isor has said, they have tried go running fuel cells and put the stock tank back in because the the change <laughs> in the weight distribution in the yeah. car made the them. handling like noticeably worse. They went back to a stock fuel cell, so or stock tank. So th those are all things. At last, I want to talk about is fillers. The easiest way is most of them on the top have a you know, either a trap door, whether it's a big open D ring you can open or a smaller gas cap. Um, that's just the easy way, right down in the stock, right down through into the tank. Then you can also get fillers with angled plates and necks on them that go to you know hoses that you can run to like a gas cap kind of thing to put somewhere else, which is fine. If you have a trunk, you can put that up closer to the trunk. Uh, uh, if you dry have brakes, a, a lot of series are, are letting them run the yep. dry brakes too. Yep. So uh, if you have to run that through a passenger compartment, that's a whole other ball of worms. We're not mm. going to get into that, but just talk to your, your safety people, your series about how to do that. But there are ways that you can run the filler away from the tank itself. Um, and lastly, you got to ground all this stuff. You got to ground Good the call. center plate mm. to the frame, ground the frame to the car. Make sure your everything is grounded well. So, well, that's a lot of information. It is a lot of information. Well, it's a really complicated topic, and it's only because we've done it on 
you know, we did it on the Warburg, we did it on the first Civic, we did it on the second Civic. We were, we, you know, have played with them on other people's cars that have had issues. Now we're doing it in the Ombre. Like, we we welded on a live fuel tank at our second Lemons race. Yeah. Don't, Don't tell that. people that. What? <laughs> It wasn't a live fuel tank. It, it, was, in short it wasn't ours. It was that. Mask. It was that Fiat. That Fiat's still running, oh, by the, the way. Fiat, yes. Yeah. But still, we did it. I mean, yeah. we didn't do it. It sounds like a great time to say, "We need a safety tip." <laughs> yeah. Is there we anyone so out many, there? We had so many safety tips, though. I know. I know. It's been a safety-filled episode, but I think we also are going to discuss some safety tips, Chrissy. Can we have just the tip tonight? Yay! Just the tip! <laughs> I was trying to do it low-key without help, but... She complains when we do it, but when I we do. don't do it, she does it on her own. All right. Yep. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Right. Hers was Go, so much better. Okay. When, it's getting cold. Uh, winter uh, race car prep, but I think it's just winter car prep because um, you don't want to be stranded and stuff. Okay, so the, for the race car, make sure your water is all drained from your race car. If you haven't done this, uh, it may it's been really super cold here already. Uh, you might be in trouble, so make sure you do it tomorrow. Uh, go out and figure it out. <laughs> or tonight. Or tonight. Or it depends tonight. on what hour you're listening to this. Unless you want to drive thinking, your don't. RV to work every day. <laughs> yes. Uh, make sure you bring your wheels and tires into a climate co- co- controlled environment. We have all of ours in our basement, a bunch of ours in the basement. Not all of them live there. Um, and then also just thinking about your daily, make sure that you have checked your tire pressures on your daily. No, yes, no, didn't do it. You should, because we checked them on my car right after we used this safety tip last time we were talking about it and they were low. So we Why made do you sure hate that freedom, we- Jeff? I, I I don't know. Some men just want to watch the world burn. That's right. <laughs> Hence, we just talked about burning. So, um, also add, make sure you add some windshield wiper fluid. It's cheap. It's at gas stations. Just pick some up when you walk by and make sure you add it because um, it sucks when you don't have it. And then it's, it also sucks if your stupid car doesn't have a light to tell you that it's low, and then you find out it's low, and then you scrape it all over your windshield. That makes me so mad. Yes, mental. So Southern Boy, back in the early 90s, moved from Mississippi to... Wait, ne- let me get my side story yeah. goes nowhere card. On yes! Moved from, moved, moved from Mississippi to Nebraska, and I did not know that there was such a thing as the antifreeze windshield washer fluid. Oh, good call. And I also didn't have the windshield washer fluid light, and when snow starts to melt, your windshield becomes brown mud. And totally. I had to learn all of this the very, very hard way. So yes, get good and, and then keep an extra bottle of it in the car because it never runs out when you're right around the block from home. It runs around the, it runs around, runs out when you are halfway down the freeway and can't see anymore. Totally. Um, yeah. go ahead. So I've definitely had my tank freeze up as a youngin and didn't know why. So then I just bought a gallon and I was once in a while I'd stop and just pour some on the windshield. And wipe it off. <laughs> Okay, that's not safe. I, I have that. Don't do that. So my 73 International Scout that I commuted back and forth from Pittsburgh to Indiana, Pennsylvania, the bottle was broken years prior. And it would, like, get all, you know, like, salty up there because it snowed like the Dickens. I would just pull over every now and then and grab an ice ball and rub it on the windshield. I think you told us this yeah. before. I've done, and I've I'm done pretty that. sure done this that, is yeah. really yeah, bad. Okay. That, yeah. uh, along with so, that. So, yeah, uh, listen to Chrissy. Don't listen to us. Do what Chrissy says. So, mm-hmm. 
change your wipers. You, I'm sure one of them has been scraping a little bit, and it's going to get worse. And when the just start out with the season fresh with your wipers. Um, open a Rock Auto order right now. Type type type. Oh, Rock Auto. Add it. You'll be happy later. And That's they might send customer. you an entire case instead of just a pair, like they did for my wife Subaru. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so if anyone needs a 22-inch wiper blade, Jeff has them all. <laughs> <laughs> every every time we've had like our first sleet or snow, that's when I notice that we need wipers, and I always just immediately because I, I I'm not I'm I'm too old to start dying stupid, so I always just pull right in and buy a new pair of wiper blades. And the trash can in front of the O'Reillys is always Still full of wiper blades. blades. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, be careful driving too. There, that's it. Anybody else have anything for the good of the order before we go on? I feel like this is. I feel like this was a good one. This is one. It's of a good those, episode. It, we're gonna get well, some good feedback on this. It wasn't, a, on the back. it wasn't a funny one. It was. It no. was an informative, safe episode. And, 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 if, and if you think it was an informative one, for God's sakes, go to iTunes and leave us a review because we have none. We have none of the reviews on iTunes. We have what? great reviews on Facebook. We have none. No, we got the we one have, review on iTunes. We have, right. we have a couple of iTunes reviews, but yeah. it's been a very long time. So that is a good time to say join us next week when we're going to be talking to Bill Fisher and the Bill Fisher clan. Remember, Check he that was off on, on your box if yes. you have it in oh, your wait, bingo wait. card. Hold on, I got to stop. Open my bingo card. Bill. <laughs> Bam. Let me reopen my show notes. Whoops. You know, uh, Jeff, they, if you had a computer, you could have multiple. I have a computer. I'm Skyping on it. Where we'll be talking. You, Bill was on episode 26. We'll leave the link in the show notes. Bill is now three and a half races into his inaugural racing season. No, he's three and a half uh, race cars. Race cars into That's his true. inaugural yeah. racing season <laughs> with his family. So we're going to have him back to talk about what he's learned, what we warned him about, what he wishes we would have warned him about. We might also ask him where he got the idea for having his new podcast What's and that? let him plug his new podcast, which, by the way, I have heard several of the episodes. I don't know Has anyone not. actually asked Bill if he's available for next week? I have, yes. He oh, is. Okay, good. Just checking. Because otherwise he's just going to hear it tomorrow. He's too busy recording his <laughs> podcast. Know. He's like, I do not have time for those plebs. I'm famous now. I have no. my own podcast. No, he's still very interested in coming on our podcast to plug his podcast. Let's be honest. It probably has more listeners than us. So I so. Uh, also added that it's going to be right before Thanksgiving. So we might talk about what we're thankful for. Maybe we can think Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. That is a and, great idea. Uh, talk about some food. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Going to All right. Going Jeff. To music. Here it is. Bring well. it in. It, this Jeff has technical problems on here somewhere. No. <laughs> exactly. Jeff's music doesn't work is one of the squares. Okay, good. Thank you for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers. We also hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and bingo cards because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, do like Mental says. Subscribe wherever you get your your podcasts. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Even if you hated us, give us five stars and tell us why. If you have any questions or want to give us some show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us, everyone.racers at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, everything else, everyone.racers. Thanks, and until next week, keep the shiny side up, even if you have to blow it up to get it there, but keep the wheels down. 